Hi, and welcome to the Wealthy Travel Agent Podcast, where our mission is to bring you inspiring messages from people just like you who have succeeded in selling travel to help you become the Wealthy Travel Agent. I'm your host, Dan Chappelle, the leading authority on selling and sales management in the travel industry and author of the Amazon best-selling book, Get Your Ship Together, The Wealthy Travel Agent Guide to Sales, which is available internationally on Amazon.com and Audible for the audio version. You can learn more about my sales and business development programs to help you become the wealthy travel agent at danchappelle.com. And today I'd like to welcome Courtney Nichols, who is uh, a very unique individual when it comes to the business and what she does and the kind of trips that she sells. So welcome, Courtney. Thank you. Thank you so much. So tell us how you got in the business. Yes. So I actually got in the business. I was planning my destination wedding and my agent was like, you need to come. And I was like, no, that's not for me. And so about a year later, I took her up on her offer. Um, My husband's a college basketball coach. So that's kind of like the backstory. We moved like five times in nine years and I have a fundraising background and I, I was tired. Every time I turned around, I had to find a job. So I'm like, let me just give this. A try. We lived overseas for a while um, when my husband played professionally. Again, I had a destination wedding. People are already coming to us asking us about, you know, where should we go? Where should we go? Courtney's always on the move. We need to ask her. So I was like, let me just try it, see what happens. Cool. So you 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 got a niche. So is that how you got into is is, is pretty much doing destination weddings or retreat? So when I first started, yes, um, that's all I did was destination weddings. I only focused on brides getting married and I specifically focused on new brides so not like this was their second marriage or third marriage it was like people my age young I'm 34 now but when I started I mean people are the average destination wedding brides like 28 or 29 so I was around the age group where people were getting married so it also helped me because everybody around me like I was the first one and then it trickled off and so on and so on right and so you moved around a lot though how tough was that to build a business around that not much so since I've started my travel business, I've lived in the same place. So I've lived in Florida. I haven't moved. So the one thing I will say, if my husband were to take a job today, nothing would change because most of how I market, most of my clients are online anyways. Okay. So you've got basically, you've got a portable business that you can take pretty much everywhere. That, oh, yes. That, that was kind of the reason why I wanted to do this. So you got into it originally doing destination weddings and you've branched out into other areas. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so now I specifically focus on kind of curated luxury trips. So I don't like pre-packaged or working with big tour operators. I'm working with people on the ground or local DMCs and putting together more of experiences, working with unique boutique hotel properties, really kind of authentic. It's kind of like luxury and authenticity mix. They meet each other. So I'm putting together higher-end vacations, but still people that want the real local experience they're not big into like all-inclusive or the pre-packaged and they want to kind of see and do more adventure they travel a little more than the average traveler that type of thing that's kind of served me well so you've also though gotten into doing like women's retreats and things like that yes but i actually don't do that anymore oh okay (laughs) so i was starting to do that and i i put together a couple of retreats and they went well but i'm actually trying to get out of doing any destination weddings or group trips now. So I'm actually cutting back on those. I'm being more selective about the type of trips I'm putting together. And I've actually cut a lot of that out. 
So you're focusing more on unique luxury experiences. Correct. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So with, you know, we're right in the middle of this coronavirus thing that really just thrown a wrench and I mean, a total gut punch for the industry and, and not just the travel industry, but worldwide, just, uh, I mean, the global economies are tanking. How has that affected your business to this point? So to be honest, it has not affected me one bit. I haven't had not one cancellation. I just had a destination wedding the end of February. So right before it got too crazy and broke out in Costa Rica, I actually don't have anyone traveling in March. And I actually, that was on my end because my husband is a college basketball coach. I don't book trips in the month of March just because I don't work that much. I have four trips and a destination wedding in April. None of those have been canceled. Like I'm looking at my schedule and I have a lot of things come down the pipe and I have two clients actually going to Italy and they, they haven't canceled that. I think it's, they trust my opinion. They're also a little more well-traveled. So right. even if they didn't travel for fun or vacation, they're traveling for work anyway. They still have to make money. They still are in business and they're on the go. So they can't let this stop them from doing kind of daily like they're Again, they're taking precautions, but this is the thing. They were doing that before this virus broke out. They were already washing their hands and wiping down their seats and not touching rails and that type of thing. Yeah, I've uh, I've actually started doing that a lot more. I, I always use hand sanitizer, but I, I've started carry, carrying the the sanitizing wipes. The sanitizer as well. wipes yeah. yeah, just wiping everything down, just you know, just to make sure it's. Uh, I don't travel as much as I used to, but it's definitely something to do there. So, where do you get your clients from? I mean, what do you do as far as marketing and a prospecting funnel to keep a good, solid funnel full of qualified prospects, well traveled prospects, the ones that don't cancel typically. So most of my clients were all through digital marketing. So it was organic Google search, my blogs. I was answering the question better than anyone else on Google, and that's how they were finding me. So I do a lot of like SEO work. I do a lot of different blogging and backlinks. I've been featured in Travel and Leisure. So a lot of that press and online, when I ask uh, my clients, how did you find me? That's, that's where they were finding me. However, after working with you, I sat down and I wrote down names of all the people I know or like, give me names. So then that kind of branched out to more people because I was kind of half doing it, you know, like I would call three or four here, there, but after I sat down and really got the list and then it's one of those things I do weekly and yeah. then they introduced me to people and really using LinkedIn and my network, which I wasn't doing at all. So my network really, I think what has put me over and why I'm, I feel like I don't need to do groups or destination wedding because now that I've done the prospect and the work and the people I have, the people in my network that can carry me or like where I can grow and expand. So you, you've shifted your, your focus away from an area that a lot of people were in to one that's you've become more known as an expert and a trusted advisor. So you're, you tend to be more specialized than probably even what you were before is the way it sounds to me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's where it's going to. My husband was like, I don't even know what to tell people. Like you were doing this and now like you're super high, you know, it is a specific niche. And it is more specialized. Do you find you're making more money this way? Yes. And it's less headache. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah. I mean, I love my brides to death. However, what you find with Destination Wedding is not really the bride or groom. It's the Uncle Dan from Idaho or such and such who doesn't know about Pesco. You're And you've got to think a wedding, like they're playing a year out. So you're dealing with multiple people for the whole year. And that's just one wedding. I had multiple weddings. So the headache of re-explaining and telling the same thing. And they're like, what's all include? You know, like, why does it cost this much? I don't have to deal with any of that with my, my clients now. 
Yeah. So do you have any suggestions for the or recommendations for the audience and how they can shift their mindset? I know you haven't really been affected at this point, but most of our audience has and have had mass cancellations. And I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, not having as strong of a relationship and being more reactive than what it could be. Do you have any recommendations or suggestions to the audience to kind of shift their mindset to become more sales focused and relationship uh, and to become that trusted advisor? Right. I would first charge a fee. <laughs> That's the thing. You got to, I know people don't want to hear that. And they're like, wow, like you've got to charge a fee and you can't just charge a fee for the sake of charging a fee. Like it needs to be, go in your business. Like literally if someone were to cancel on me today, I would make more money than it would for them to travel. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like if you do cancel because they didn't get insurance. So like say I have a client that didn't get insurance. If they cancel, I will make more money off that booking, her going to Italy, than I would if she were to go. Right. And that's after paying my fee because my cancellation fee, that's per person of what it costs. So at the end of the day, then you're not upset. You know, or it doesn't bother, it doesn't affect you because your business is still running. And I know that's something real simple, but people still aren't charging fees and they don't like to charge fees and they're scared to charge fees. And they're not like, that's one way to put yourself in a position to be the expert because experts charge fees mm -hmm. because people want their knowledge. They're not giving away free stuff. Like the free stuff they're giving away is that content piece you have on your website or that itinerary. But when you're actually doing a service for someone, like, I don't know what expert you know that is just saying here, come let me do all this stuff for free. And then you don't show up for your appointment. What expert does that? You know what? I mean, best-selling author that you know or anyone that goes and does speaking engagements, they're not doing that. So I would say that would be my first thing to tell people is to charge a fee and not just... Yeah, and, and a lot of folks have what they call no-show fees that if you make an appointment with someone and they don't show... Doctors, lawyers do this. Right. I do in my business. Yeah. yeah. You have to put your credit card in to schedule an appointment with me. I don't charge it, but if you don't, then... I'm, I will, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's changing your mindset. Like, because what you're, what you've got to do is think about you as a business, not you as a travel agent or you selling travel, like you as a business, if you took travel out, how would you run your business? And, and that's a very important distinction, I think, and that you've made in your business versus what I guess the industry as a whole has been taught for years is, is, you know, we work for free. We get paid a commission, so we work for free. You even have people that advertise that, and you're just taking the opposite. And so in addition to taking the commission that you earn, you're also charging an expertise fee on top of that and cancellation fees and change fees. And that's, you know, because people do change their mind. It's not your fault they do that, and you have to go back and do that extra work. So I applaud you for that. I think that's fantastic. And working your list, you know, working through your client list and for more prospects. And consistency, because that's the thing. I was doing it a little bit, but I wasn't doing, like, this is the thing. I've gotten to the point now, especially after working with, like, with my list, I can tell when it's low, like, when I haven't done it. Like, yeah. I've been gone the last two weeks, and I haven't done any calls. Well, now I'm looking at my thing, and, like, well, I don't have any cancellations, but I don't have any extra new book. You know, like, I'm looking around, right. so I'm like, okay, Monday, Tuesday, I'm going to sit down and call X, Y, and Z. Yeah, there's nothing in the pipeline. And, and, you know, and that's even from you coming from a fundraising background, that was what you did. Fundraising is prospecting. And, uh, and even to, but to recognize that and to 
to roll that into your your business is, uh, you know, that's really where the ground support comes from. So let's talk about failure for a minute because we all have experienced at some point. Now, you know, what a lot of people see is where you are today, but they don't see all the mundane tasks and routines and all the little things that you have to do day in day out to become what appears to be successful at any given at any given point. All they see is the, the typical end. So let's talk about the failures where you might've got a gut punch here or there along the way. What were some setbacks that you might've experienced? Uh, so when I was focused solely on destination weddings, I'm like, I'm gonna do about two or three a month and this is how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna kick off this uh, sales funnel. I'm gonna release this webinar. And I felt so good. First of all, I had like 30 people sign up, which to me, I'm like, that's terrible. But if you do like the actual numbers, uh -huh. how long I put it out, like it was only seven days. So first of all, I didn't market it at all. That was the first mistake. But because I didn't market it and I just put it on Facebook and then I run a few ads, I'm like, whoa, 30 people. But I'm thinking like 30 people is not a lot. I'm still thinking that's great. But only three people showed up on the call that day, the webinar that I went through. And guess what? One of them was getting married in Florida. So they did qualify. You know, one of them did. And one of them was my admin who was on there just to make sure that everything went well. <laughs> right. So, and then it was a one person and they didn't talk at all. Yeah. I said, this is a complete disaster. But then when I looked at it, I'm like, well, Courtney, you, for your first time, you had three people show up, even though it was really like two, you didn't really market it. You know, it's, it's kind of one of those things that I kind of just threw it out there like fishing. You threw it out there and then hope a fish comes, but I didn't even have the bait. You know, like I just threw it out there. It was like, somebody's going to come to me. And it was a disaster. That's another thing that I, I fell into the trap of starting this business. Like people know me, I have the network, like people are just going to book with me. Right. BS. Well, I think you pointed in, in one of our first conversations, you, you mentioned something that, uh, cause I said, Oh, you're, you know, you're, you're, uh, married to a college basketball coach. So you must have all these people, these other coaches wanting to take vacations after the season. And, and it was really, it was funny to, to learn that they're not used to paying for anything. Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. So I live in this world that they like, they don't pay for anything and they go on these luxury, like they live in a different world. So I'm like, oh my gosh, these can't even be my clients. Yeah. So that was another thing I had to shift. I'm thinking like, this will be a piece of cake or like our head coach, he has the beach house. You know, they already have a home where they vacation. Uh -huh. So then I had to kind of switch over where I thought I had this network of like, okay, I'll be good. But it was really using that network to get to their network. So it wasn't really those people, like I initially thought, but it's the people they know or the people that they work with or the people that their friends and family know, that type of thing. That's how it works. Yeah. And if you work it, and you mentioned something earlier too, that's, uh, is the key. It's the consistency. It's the consistency of doing it day in, day out. And that's, what's going to keep your funnel full. So you've got a successful business. Uh, do you plan to grow and scale it or and yeah. if so, how, how do you want to do that? How are you going to do that? So I was just working on my little plan and all that and, uh, organizational chart. So right now I have a part-time admin kind of operations person and I have a part-time marketing person and they do digital marketing, like social media content. I used to write my own newsletter on my blog post. Now I don't do any of that. I have someone that does that for me now. There are independent contractors, my operation kind of admin person, and then my marketing officers and I see, and then I want to hire a couple of trip designers. Like, so I was just doing my organization chart. So future positions, like two trip designers. And then I want to hire because the type of clientele I have and where I'm shifting to, I need like a client, care and support specialist. So they're knowing about Maddie, 
dance recital. They're known every birthday. You know, these people, like, we are more than just their travel advisor, travel designer. Like, we're their inner circle with their accountants and their lawyers. You know, we're part of their team. So right. we need to know everything that we possibly could know about these people. And I want that person. That's all they do. That's all they focus on. Very cool. I think you've got a great plan because we all wear all the hats at one time and it's a matter of offloading them and outsourcing tasks that are what I call minimum wage jobs. Uh, that's a big step is we don't do everything ourselves. We can't do everything ourselves. And the only way we're going to grow is by offloading some of those tasks. And you're doing a great job with that. So let's, uh, let's hop to the next two questions here and then we're going to wrap up. These are the questions I ask of everyone. What are three things that you wish you knew before you got into this that you wish you knew now that you, you didn't know that? I wish I would have known that you don't really make money. I mean, I don't understand how people talk about you getting rid like the commission. Like I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I just booked these shirts and these commissions were going to just carry me over. When you do the math and look at it, the commissions really are nothing. You know what I mean? Like that's why I said I've got to charge a fee. So that was the first thing, you know, I wish I would have known coming in because then I could have pivoted quickly right. or quicker. Also that just because people are going on trips or vacation, like, you get into the comparison and you're going with other agents and like, they're always trying, but that don't mean they're making money. You know what I mean? Like, so right. that's another thing. Yeah. Um, because then I'm trying to emulate them or like, man, they're always trying. And then I'm like, they're not making money. They don't even charge me. You know, you learn more and you get to know them and it's like, they're just traveling. Yeah. So that's yeah. something. Also, it's like I knew it, but I didn't know it. So because I have a fundraiser background, like I've had the cycle. If I would have known all I had to do was apply that cycle to my business, which it was certain things, but I didn't, it didn't all come together right away. Yeah. yeah. That it, it sells. It sells. That's what it is. All it is is sales. Yeah. And even though you say it sells, like it still takes a minute because you get stuck up in like planning vacations and the itinerary and like, oh, I can do all this. But really it's the business part that I feel like, especially in our industry, was missing. And no one explained that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Right that's away. A, that's a, a lot of people get into it as a hobby because they like to travel and they like to take care of people. But at the end of the day, it is a business and we have right. to treat it as such. And I love how you just grasp that and you're taking it and you're building your own business the way you want to do it, not the way everybody else is doing it. I mean, there are travel products you can make a lot of money on, on the commission, but you know, depending on what it is, you may not because of the time that goes in, because it's a finite amount of money. And if you can turn it quickly, well then you're making more money because it's all time is money. So one last question and we'll wrap it up here. We all have, obviously this is the wealthy travel agent podcast and we all have our own definition of what the wealthy travel agent really is. What does that mean to you? I think the wealthy, I, I feel like this whole interview has been around sales. The definition of wealthy travel, you're a salesman or saleswoman. A wealthy travel agent can sell water to a well. Like if you cannot sell, you won't be a wealthy travel agent. So wealthy travel agent is AKA salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. This is definitely in the, in the selling business. And that's how, that's how you get there is, uh, is definitely through selling. It is a selling business. It's not a marketing business. At the end of the yes. day, people, people doing business with other people. Well, Courtney, thanks so much for joining us today. I really do appreciate it. Uh, folks, you can follow us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, we're everywhere. The Wealthy Travel Agent Podcast. Just uh, if you could review it and rate it, uh, the more we get, the more reach we have. And 
feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions or like to be interviewed for this podcast at dan at wealthytravelagent.com or dan at danchappelle.com. Thanks so much, Courtney. We appreciate it. And take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week.